0: In Fargo, near the cathedral, is an adoration chapel dedicated to Our Lady of Guadalupe. And before I I entered seminary, I would spend one hour a week there worshiping Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament as part of their 24-hour devotion that they have at that chapel. And I remember, opposite of the place where I always sat, was a stained glass window of the flight into Egypt. So you would have Mary riding a donkey and St. Joseph walking with the child Jesus on his shoulders, riding piggyback style. And I always loved to see that image. That's why I always sat in the same spot. So I could see that image and through prayer enter more, into, more deeply into that. What was it like to be St. Joseph with the child Jesus on his shoulders? What is the incarnation all about? God, who is beyond time, who is beyond space, who is all-powerful, all-good, all-perfect, entered into our history in a very particular and special way. In the introduction to the Gospel of John, he writes, "...the Word became flesh and dwelt among us." Yet if you're anything like me, sometimes the past can feel you know, distant, ephemeral. It's hard to sort of grasp or recognize the authentic truth that is there, because I don't live that experience on a daily basis. And that's why we have art for example, to help us enter into prayer to experience the word that has become flesh and dwelt among us. And that is why Luke, St. Luke, in today's gospel, is very clear about the historicity of the coming of Christ. He writes about in the 15th year of Tiberius Caesar, when Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, the Tetrarch of Galilee, These things are very concrete. They're very specific. This happened in time. But again, 2,000 years ago, this can feel a little distant to us. I want to encounter him now. I want to encounter the Word made flesh. I want to encounter Jesus right now. And we can do that through prayer in a process called Lexio Divina, which is Latin for divine reading. Why should I incorporate Lexio Divina into my own prayer life? John the Baptist is very clear, especially during this Advent season, we are called to prepare the way of the Lord. And we do that by preparing our hearts and our minds to receive him, both this christmas season and in the com- in the second coming of the lord in the first letter of saint john he has an encounter with the lord that i too want i too desire he writes that which was from the beginning which we have heard what we have seen with our eyes what we have looked upon and touched with our hands. The apostles, his disciples, heard, saw, and touched God himself. What is that like for touch? What is it like for Saint Joseph to have the child Jesus riding on his shoulders? What is it like for the disciples to shake Jesus? They grabbed him by the shoulders and shook him to wake him up, because they were terrified during a storm on their boat. What is it like to be St. John, the beloved disciple, to rest against the chest of Jesus at the Last Supper, to hear the Sacred Heart? As more about hearing, what is it like to be there to hear Jesus say, rise, pick up your mat, and go home? What is it like to be Mary and Martha when they hear Jesus call out to their brother, Lazarus, come out? Or what is it like for Peter and Andrew to hear the words of the Lord when he says, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. As for sight, I always pray with the blind man. Who the very first thing that he sees when he is cured of blindness by the Lord is the very face of God himself. To touch, to hear, to see the Lord is not lost in time. We can encounter him today through prayer in Lectio Divina. How do I encounter the Lord in Lectio Divina? There are traditionally four steps. And I'll add a fifth one for no extra charge. We first read a passage of scripture, and we can enter into it imaginatively. We meditate on those words. We then pray, contemplate, and finally the fifth step is to share with friends or family. Now the first step is to read the passage, and you want to read it slowly and carefully. You're not trying to get to the end of the passage as quick as you can, but instead just read it slowly. And if a word or a phrase jumps out at you, sit with that word or phrase for a while. Let it sink in. You can imagine it too. these events happening in time. When we meditate on a passage, it's like chewing your food. What are the thoughts or the questions that arise? As we imagine these things happening. Thirdly, we offer our prayer. Now, this could be like a conversation with a friend that we can give to God the Father, Jesus, perhaps, Mary, St. Joseph, one of the other saints. What are our thoughts, feelings, and desires as we read this passage? Jesus, I'm just like the disciples, I'm afraid as I'm on this same boat with them in the midst of this storm. Jesus, I desire to encounter you in a true way as I hear the Beatitudes on the Sermon of the Mount. Jesus, I don't think I can do what you're asking me to do when you're calling me to be a fisher of men. Next, we contemplate. This is perhaps both the easiest and the most difficult step, is just to rest quietly in the presence of the Lord. We're not trying to achieve something, we're not trying to do something. We're simply resting in the knowledge of the love that the Lord has for us. And finally, my fifth step is to share this. This can be a prayer that you do as a family or amidst a group of friends. You can do it together. So when it comes down to the end of this time of prayer, share what the Lord has been doing. You can share it with your spouse or your children. Or if you have a group of friends that like to pray together, share it amongst each other. This is the word or phrase that stood out to me. This is what I think the Lord was trying to communicate. You can do this as a family, as a group of friends. As for what passage to read, to pray with, any Sunday gospel is a good place to start as we come about the third and the fourth Sundays of Advent. But I think especially in this Advent season, the nativity passages in both the gospel of Luke or Matthew really stand out as wonderful things we can do to read, to pray with Lectio Divina. We can imagine the angel Gabriel coming to Mary and saying, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. We can imagine Mary and Joseph being denied a room at the inn. We can imagine a cold, dark night when the shepherds are working and an angel comes to them bearing good news for the salvation of mankind. We can imagine the sights and smells of the manger when the Magi visit. And then finally, the flight into Egypt with St. Joseph carrying the child Jesus on his shoulders. We can imagine all of these different scenes and the Lord looks to encounter us in all of them. We all yearn for an encounter with the Lord to hear Him, to touch Him, to see Him. In the Christian life, one of the dominant ways that we do this is through prayer. Through this five-step process of Lectio Divina, reading, meditating, praying, contemplating, and sharing, we can make the Scriptures, the living Word of God, come alive in our own lives and in the lives of our family and our friends. This Advent season, my encouragement is to engage in this process in your homes so that all of us can prepare the way of the Lord.